Well, welcome back to not the book life podcast. Hold on. I don't think I have my mic on. Well, I don't have the right mic on. I was like, not the book life podcast. Are we renaming it? What? No, 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 no. There we go. Sorry. I, I was like, wow, I don't actually have the right thing on. Okay, here we go. Ready? Ready. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. On October 3rd, we will be talking about Rachel Aaron's latest book, The Last Stand of Mary Goodcrow. Then, on October 17th, we'll be taking on another episode of Books and Food. Tune in for some fun! Don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available from our mini-series and monthly episode-picking poll to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Okay, hi guys. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Today, we are talking about a brand new book that literally was released like three weeks ago at this point or so, or less, or more, probably not, but Soul Taken by Patricia Briggs. So obviously this is book 16, 15, 13, 13, lucky number 13 of the Mercy Thompson series. So we have reviewed these books before, um, and we have just been recording anytime these new books come out. These are automatic buys for me and Abby, um, including the Alpha Omega series, which ties in like really great with uh, the Mercy Thompson series. So if you, um, this is just like straight up, if you have not read the books or you haven't read this new book, you just need to go away at this point. Sorry. But yeah, (laughs) this is for all Mercy Thompson fans who have read the new book and have loved it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. I uh, posted about getting this book on book talk and it had somebody go, I bought this book. And I haven't read any of the series. Can I just start with this one? And I went, no, don't do that. You will have no idea what's going on. You will be so confused. Please don't start here. Yeah. No, no, no. Back away from it. Not good for you. Uh, So, yeah, um, definitely. If you haven't read this series, you're going to have no idea what we're talking about. And that's okay. Just go read the first one. Right. All right. Would you like to hear the summary? I always like to hear the summary from you. All right. And this summary is a little different because I've been pulling the summary straight from Goodreads. And Mercy Thompson is a first-person story. And so this summary is first-person as well, which kind of surprised me. So here we go. The vampire wolf is missing. Since he's deadly, possibly insane, and his current idea of fun is stalking me, some may see it as no great loss. But, warned that his disappearance might bring down the carefully constructed alliances that keep our pack safe, my maid and I must find Wolf and hope he's still alive. As alive as a vampire can be, anyway. But Wolf isn't the only one who's disappeared. Now there are bodies, too. Has the Harvester returned to the Tri-Cities, reaping souls with his cursed sickle? Or is it just a character from a B-horror movie and our enemy is someone else? 
The further I follow Wolf's trail, the more twisted and darker the path becomes. I need to figure out what's going on before the next body on the ground is mine. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. Like, dun, dun, dun. Oh, <laughs> man. So I was super excited when this book came out because I am a fan of Wolf, even though no one else is in this room. But I am. Um, so the main characters, obviously, our main cast for this book is, of course, Mercy Thompson um, Hoptman, who is our lead heroine, who has been through this journey with all these lovely werewolves. Now, I kind of get skewed on the timeline of how long, like, had these books, like, three years, four years since the first book? Does that sound about right? Um, maybe five. It hasn't. It definitely hasn't hit double digits. Maybe I know five. that. Because um, it started yeah, when yeah. Jesse was in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. And now she's in college. So she's in like her first mm-hmm. year of college for this one. So I'd say it's been at least four or five years. Yeah. So I really like that too. Because, and um, I feel like Patricia Briggs did a really good job kind of like giving us a hint of when some of the stuff was like six months ago she was in italy blah 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 so yeah Mm -hmm. so we are met with a more mature mercy who is quite mature she's a mechanic just so you know married to adam has a stepdaughter named jesse she is also known as what's called as a shapeshifter and shifts into a coyote i love her she's like one of my favorite heroines ever Mm -hmm. she's awesome we have her husband Adam, who is the alpha of the Basin Creek, right? Wolfpack? Tri-Cities Wolfpack. Um, oh, Basin Creek belongs to um, Ran. Got it. It's not Basin Creek. It's something else. Um, oh, you know, I'm not really good with the pack name, guys. Whatever, the Tri-City Pack. So Adam has his own little group of werewolves, and he obviously is a werewolf. Um, we had a pretty intense book with him last time that was like, oh... So we're dealing with some of the residual effects from the last book that's affecting him. So he's kind of, you know, no, not completely mentally all healed from last time. Poor guy. He's gone through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have Z-Bolt, um, Albert Bitsmitter, also known as Z, who is a, who is known as the Dark Smith. He is a fae. He is stylized as an old man who speaks German and loves working on cars and is kind of... I feel like Mercy's adopted grandfather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very creepy. Not creepy. Very uh, scary adopted oh, yes. grandfather. Very scary grandfather. Uh, and he's not a scary teddy bear. He's just kind of scary in general. He is. He's terrifying, but I love him. <laughs> I know. Can't not love him. Um, you have his son, Tad, um, Albert Smitter, who is a lovely college boy who works, well, worked, doesn't work there anymore at the mechanic shop, um, taking care of paperwork, taking care of doing things around the shop until he's like, I'm going to go to college. So he's a college boy now and he's wonderful because um, he's a half human, half fae and his powers are still very quite mysterious, which I love. We also have Jesse Hepman, who is Adam's daughter and Mercy's stepdaughter. And she is probably one of my favorite minor characters because I love how she always has shifting color hair, though she let her hair go blonde in this one, go back to natural color because she wants to stand out less. But she just started college, which is awesome. We have Steven, who is one of our resident vampires, who has a very 
deep connection with Mercy. Um, my favorite thing about Stephen is that he drives a mystery van. Stefan. Stefan? Stefan. Stefan, Stephen. I don't know. It's a, it says Stephen on there. It's fine. Stefan, fine. Oh, it Stephen, he's old. On me. Yeah, Sorry. I'm like, it definitely is Stephen. All right. <laughs> well, you know what? We have Stefan who drives mystery van. Um, we have Marcella, who is the vampire queen of the Tri-Cities. Is she a queen? Is that what they are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the queen of the hive. It's Gary. Not a fan of her. Don't want to play with her ever. Nope. Nope. We have Wolf, who is um, part of the little vampire trio that we see most often. He is a wizard and sorcerer and magical and deadly and terrifying, honestly. Just terrifying. We have Warren, who is our one, one of our wonderful werewolves that we love. He is third in command of the pack. And he's like this old-fashioned cowboy living in modern times and i love a scene that we're gonna talk about later because he gets haunted by a modern device and then we have um sherwood who is our very old very mysterious werewolf that um bran who is the maroc the leader of all the werewolves in the north america sent to the tri-cities um for reasons of his own. So if you guys remember in Alpha and Omega, we follow Bran um, and all of his antics because we follow Anna and Charles. So Sherwood. Mm, yep. There's some Sherwood action here, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you have not read this book yet, I highly suggest you stop. Just go read it. And when we come back in a few minutes, we're going to deep dive about it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be awesome. All right, guys. Hope you're ready, because we're ready. Talk to you in a minute. Hello, everybody. I'm Megan. And I'm Samantha. With Literary Lushes. And we want to tell you about our podcast. Join us every other week as we dive into a sci-fi or fantasy novel, where we also drink cocktails inspired by the novel. We post YouTube videos of us making the cocktails. And a lot of the times, we even have the authors on, including Dennis E. Taylor, Marissa Myers, and even Angela Roquet. So join us, because you don't want to miss the podcast that's been described as not taking ourselves too seriously. And with that, we say, stay Stay lively with your libations. Welcome back, and remember, this half is spoilers, so if you have not read Soul Taken or any of the other books in this series, I'm telling you, stop it. Turn us off. Mm. Go. Go away. Go read the book and come back. All right, let's start with favorite characters. Okay, okay. Um, So I'm going to start with this one, and I love, well, first, first. We start the book with Sherwood. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm so excited. Here we go. Because Sherwood is like this, ooh, like, because the last book we left off, did he manifest during Alpha Omega, or am I making that up? The last book that had the Cthulhu no. figure, was that? At the very end of Alpha and Omega, there was this short little blip where Sherwood woke up and he knew who he was. And it just like, that's all, that's all there was. It was like, yes. <gasps> What? Yes. And so I was like, yes, here we go. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And we get into the book and we start the book and we have Adam sitting down at a table with Sherwood and is like, okay, okay, here we go. All right. We're going to get some good stuff. And then freaking Marcella like manifests. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want vampires in this book. But, Mm -hmm. but then, so I was excited about Sherwood, but then 
we find out Wolf is missing. I'm like, oh no, my wolf, don't don't be missing, buddy. And then Marcel's like, go find my wolf. And I'm like, oh, okay. So in this book, we also get to see a lot of Wolf's backstory. Oh my God. I just, I just, I mean, I know he's a little crazy, okay? But mm-hmm. I just want to give him some hugs, all right? I know he's a little crazy. Yeah, he's a lot crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I highly enjoy Z in this book. He, you get to see a little bit more of his dark side, his darkness for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoy just more of his backstory. Every time we see more and learn more about him, I'm like, I really just need another story. Because we had, which story was focused a lot on Z? It was one that was very, very heavy. Uh, Silverborn? Yeah, and which I did like that. Rivermark's still my favorite, but I like Silverborn a lot. Frostburn is still my favorite. And then we had Mercy and Adam. Oh, I love them as a couple. I love Mercy in general because she's a strong heroine. She just kicks butt, and I always appreciate it. And Adam just is really, I know it's part of his nature as being an alpha, but he is such a good caretaker of his pack, of Mercy, of Jesse, of everyone around him. Um, mm-hmm. He's a little obnoxious when he's like, I need to fix everything. Or like, mm, you need to chill. But I do I do appreciate him. Yeah. Yeah. I always enjoy seeing their relationship. In some books, it's like, some books, their relationship bothers me just because there's so much tension going on within their relationship itself. Mm-hmm. And because of all the external crap that's going on, they never have time to stop and work it out right then. Yeah. That always bothers me. But they didn't really have that problem in this book. So I also enjoyed watching them. Me too. I adore Z. <laughs> yeah. I stand the grumpy old man. Um, grumpy old man characters are just honestly the best. I really loved seeing the darker side hinted at in this book. Because, like, it's always hinted at in all the previous books, basically. They always bring up the fact that he's called the Darksmith. There's all these stories about all the horrible things he's done. This book, you get to hear a new story of a horrible thing he did. (laughs) But then you also get to see some of the actual darkness going on because he's part of the, um, oh, what would they call it? Hold on. Oh, the Harvester. He's part of the Harvester issue. And seeing his dark side show up when they have to talk about that, it's just, ooh, that was good. Mm. I was sitting there like, mm. oh, oh man, scary. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I loved seeing that. It was awesome. Because it felt more like the Dark Smith was showing up than Z. He's, mm, gosh. I love, I love Z in this book. I mean, I know he's... Okay, he's a little scary, just a little, but that's okay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, I I still feel like he has so much loyalty to Mercy that I feel not afraid for Mercy. I just feel afraid for everybody else, honestly. Like, I feel like he has got Mercy's back. He loves his kid. Yeah, I feel like the two people that are just automatically always safe from Z are Mercy and Tad. And like everybody else, I'm like, mm. <laughs> Well, worse with you. Uh, if Adam ever 
ever messed with Mercy, Adam would not be around. Adam would turn into this cute little werewolf dagger that uh, <laughs> he would make. Yeah. Man, can you imagine what would happen? Okay, there's so many things dependent on Mercy herself. There's so many relationships dependent on Mercy herself. If something genuinely happened to her, like she died or went into a coma or something, I feel like the Tri-Cities would just implode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody would be turning on everyone because everyone would be pissed. Yep. <laughs> it would be so bad. It'd be so bad. That's kind of terrifying too. Um, anyways, I also really love Tad. I just want to see more of him. He's great. And I really wish he would talk to Mercy more in depth about what actually happened to him at college mm-hmm. that made him change so drastically personality wise. And I don't feel like Mercy is the person that he would confide that in, but I wish he would so that we as the audience would know if that makes sense. Yeah. Or if like, he confides in somebody and that person is like, okay, Mercy needs to know at least some of this and tells her, like, I just need that. I need to know what happened to the happy charismatic boy. Mm-hmm. Someone did him wrong and we want to slap them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you cannot do our boy wrong. Mm-mm. I was mad. Mm-mm. So mad. Uh, I also really love Warren. I just love the cowboy honestly there can never be too much Warren in any of these books for me that is true like Warren and Ben are the two wolves in the pack that I'm like constantly going right where are they where are they you show up soon there was like definitely not enough Ben lately oh I agree like I appreciate that he's kind of like popping in a little bit he's mentioned but like he needs more involvement I need more Ben in my life right and then, of course, Sherwood. I've liked Sherwood since he popped up initially. Because, like, he was such a mysterious figure. And that cliffhanger at the end of Wild Side was like, <gasps> Sherwood! We're going to find out who Sherwood is! I know. I, I don't... Abby, I don't know about you, but... I died a little inside when the shift changed from Sherwood to the vampires. I almost set a vampire on fire. I was so mad. I was like, how dare you interrupt? <laughs> I know. I wanted this to follow Sherwood. I don't care about you. So yeah. And for those of you who don't know, giant spoiler, uh, Sherwood is actually Bran's older brother. He's a Cornick. Surprise. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm still digesting this weeks later. Like, holy crap. Well, and then he used to be the Charles. Like, he used to be the scary teddy bear of the pack, the enforcer. I know. And so I'm just like, oh, no wonder I like Sherwood so much. Um, I know. But also, it's just one of those, like, I can only imagine the dynamics that are going to change or that could change or all the things, all the doors this opens up. Mm -hmm. Like, oh. There's so many possibilities now. And I'm just like, oh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm done gushing. I know. Let's do the least favorite characters. Um, um, I was kind of why why what is his name? Bonita, Bonera. 
Bonarata. Bonarata, the stupid Italian character, Italian vampire. Go, go freaking stay there in Italy. Get out of here. I don't want you here. Stop, stop doing crap. You know? Yeah, somebody needs a steak. I was so irritated that he was in the book <laughs> that he's like, I'm going to mess with you, Mercy, because I hate you because you double, triple, whatever, screwed up my plans. And I'm like, also, he's a terrible person. Like, he's just... Mm-hmm. So in the, in the story, we learn about Wolf a little bit. And so Marcella and Stefan and Wolf are all kind of part of the same seed out in Italy. And Bonera loved Marcella. And I don't I didn't quite get why he basically tortured Wolf and made him into like this broken, just just a broken creature. So Wolf was like this, you know, a poet. Um, he was called a dragon because he collected, like, he just collected people, collected stuff, and then he turned into the wizard. Um, but he also has like all this huge magical ability. And I don't, I'm just so, he needs staked. You know what I mean? Yo. Because I know that Wolf is his maker as well, which usually vampires are more submissive to their makers. Um, pretty sure Wolf made all of them, right? Wolf made Mercilia and Bonarata. Mm-hmm. Mercilia made Stefan. There we go. So, like, they're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, if you just need a freaking kill him, come on. But he loves him. And I'm like, well, if you should not love him. Anyway. Yeah. That always seems to be one of the hazards of vampires. Like, they're stuck there with their creators. And it just becomes messy because they get so old. Uh, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, the wolves are messy. The, the fair are messy. They're they all are. messy. They're all messy. Yeah, okay, so my least favorite characters in this book were basically all the vampires. Like, I hate Bon Bon. He's terrible. Just, like, stay in Italy and leave us alone. Nobody wants you. (laughs) Right? No, no one wants you. I felt a little bad for Wolf, but I'm still like, can you just please go be crazy in your own little corner? Like, just just go stay in your corner. Well, well, maybe maybe you would like him more if he wasn't broken by the stupid bonbon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, mm. uh. And then Marcelia just, she's always terrible. I, I think I objected to her the least out of all the vampires in this book this time around. <laughs> Even Stefan, like, I loved Stefan in the first book he was in. Like, the first couple books, I loved Stefan. And then I just slowly... Mm-hmm have become more and more disenchanted with him with each passing book. And like, I could see that that was going to happen, but it doesn't make it any easier to watch because I really did like his character originally. And I think it's interesting where she's taking his character, but I'm not thrilled about it. Mm -hmm. I don't like all the messiness with his bond with Mercy. I don't like all his messiness with his bonds with Mercilia and Wolf and Bon Bon just like yep I know I don't like it and I'm not a fan of vampires anyways so this just doesn't help anything <laughs> you're like don't love them don't love them I liked Stefan because he was fun and then he turned out to be not fun and I don't like this anymore thanks Ugh. all right uh favorite scenes 
the showdown between Adam and Sherwood at the table in um, Uncle Mike's bar with Mercy and Zach caught in the middle playing verbal ping pong between the alpha wolves. I'm like, yes, yes, this is going to be a great book. It's going to be all about Sherwood. I can't wait. (laughs) Your face. (laughs) I know. That's exactly how I felt, too. I was like, yes, yes, we're going to learn about Sherwood. Could it be all about Sherwood, this book? What the hell is Marcelia doing here? Right. Um, and then, I mean, I really did like Wolf's backstory, which I really appreciated. I mean, it's not like like super favorite scene because I was like more hooked on Sherwood, but I was happy about the Wolf stuff. Um, and I mean, that was like pretty much, I was so hung up on wanting freaking Sherwood to like have a full story that I kind of, I mean, that's like literally where I was like, okay, fine. That's it. <laughs> I know it's terrible. I know. I know. I was highly annoyed. I was well because the setup for this book is like it's going to be all about Sherwood, so it's going to be all about wolves. But instead, we get vampires. We get all the vampires. I know. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Um. So a lot of the scenes in this book didn't stick out to me a ton. Um, but the one that really got me was Warren at the end with his souped up, tricked out car that Kyle insisted on buying him and how the stupid thing would turn its safety features back on after Warren had turned them off and just like that ridiculousness. And I loved that Warren just like straight up had to show Mercy what the issue was, like make her drive it. Mm-hmm. And then she took it back to the garage, handed the keys to Z and went fix it i don't i don't even know just go fix it right (laughs) and honestly it kind of preyed on my dislike of the super automated cars like i am all for safety don't get me wrong but at a certain point it's too much i know but i that was a really hilarious scene and i love the fact that it was warren's partner's name Kyle. Kyle. kyle Was like, wanted Warren to be so safe, got this vehicle. <laughs> I love his Subaru as well. And as he drove it home, he basically gave it a, <laughs> a safety curse. <laughs> yeah. Keep my werewolf safe. And then it just. <laughs> he almost gave the car. <clears throat> he almost gave the car personality of its own. Because mm-hmm. he, oh, wished, he was so wishing much. so hard for it to keep Warren safe. Oh, it was cracking me up. <laughs> like, oh my God. I really wonder what they would have done if Z was not around. Right. Like, what do you even do? <laughs> so, yeah. I loved that scene. Oh. Uh, and I, I'm so glad that Z could also break the curse. And he was like, yeah. I can fix well, this. Well, and I love that. Because Warren's be- Warren is being an absolute crab in the scenes that he shows up in prior to that. Mm. And you're like, oh my God, something terrible is happening. What is going on that he, it's so bad he doesn't want to tell anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And then he brings this car in and you find out it's just a cursed car. The issue is a cursed car. And it's just because Kyle loves him so much. It's like, Warren, just suffer. Suffer with love. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, Finding out that this big issue and problem of Warren's was just the fact that his car was cursed was like, oh, I love that. Okay. Uh, so funny. <sighs> All right. Least favorite scenes. Okay. So 
kind of didn't care about the main plot of the book. Um, just to reiterate for the fifth or sixth or hundredth time, I thought the book was going to be about Sherwood and then it wasn't. It's about freaking kidnapped vampires. Okay, that's fine. I love Wolf's backstory. It was great. But what I really needed to know was more about Sherwood, okay? And I kept reading and reading and reading and hoping we would end up in the Sherwood plot. And we didn't end up in the Sherwood plot. What we ended with was a mysterious plot going on in freaking Africa involving um, Sam. Yeah. And Ariana. Right. Sure. That is wife's sure. name. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, th- you know, there's some mysterious crap going on over there because Mercy called them like, great. There's another freaking plot set up somewhere in Africa. I don't care. Uh, we have kidnapped vampires. We have freaking giant spiders, which was terrifying. Mind you, I hate spiders. And I felt a little bit like Ron Weasley um, <laughs> in, you know, the second book getting stuck and the spider dens and and I'm like, ah, okay, great. <laughs> Did not really want to read that. Yeah. Um, and then freaking Bonita, Bonera, Bon Bon showing up. And I'm like, get out of here. You've had your own story. We're done with you. I'm like, mercy, freaking stake him. Oh, and then we had just like this like random plot about this scythe that possesses people that Wolf had. And then he was going around killing like random people with barely any magic. And I was like, I don't care about this. I don't care about any of this. All I care about is Sherwood. Okay. So a couple of things. Um, I was so utterly convinced that this book was going to be about Sherwood that in the prologue, I was convinced that was Sherwood. Like hundred percent. Me too. It took like half the freaking book for me to realize that it was Wolf. And I was like, are you kidding me? I, I was so mad. I know. And I mean, once we figured it out, like I mean, halfway through, we got the backstory. I was like, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Dang it, Wolf. Like, get out of here. It's sure okay. what story today. Um, the second thing I would like to say is that as far as Sam goes, it's not a plot in Africa. Oh, it's not? Okay. That is Mercy's perspective on the ending of Wild Sign. Do you remember? What happened I mean? No, what happened in, I mean, I remember there was big Cthulhu character at the end of Wild Sign, but was Sam was well, Sam wasn't there, was he? Sam visited Charles and Anna. Sam visited Charles and Anna. Yeah, I know. And they had he had do-do-do-do. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember. By the way, guys, too, you can't see what I'm doing, but it's it's okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Safety. Oh, um, oh, was it cold yes. there? Is that the snowstorm? Yes. He was in Montana when Mercy called him. Oh, okay, okay. He was headed back to Africa. See, he's going to Africa. Don't dispute me. I know he was going back there with, you know, with, you know. Well, yeah, he's going back there, but, like, there wasn't any real, like, setup. I mean, he's just going back to where he has been for the past several books. Oh, no, but there's going to be a setup because that's a big deal that he has. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of Mm -hmm. like, is this going to be a soon setup or is this, like, a long game setup? I don't know. I don't know what Patricia Briggs has set up. By the way, at DragonCon, I'm very jealous because she was on a panel with um, Jim Butcher and a lot of other awesome authors. And I'm like, dang it, I wish I was at DragonCon. Yeah, shout out to my book talk friend, Megan. Uh, she offered to get a book signed by Patricia Briggs because she lives in that area. So she was going to DragonCon. Mm-hmm. And 
she has pictures of herself with Patricia Briggs and she works in a bookstore and Patricia Briggs apparently went on in on Megan's day off and signed all of the books that they had in stock that were hers. And I was just like, oh my gosh, why does she never come to our area? Well, I'm no one comes to freaking. I know no one comes to our area. It's okay. Well, we can go to Oklahoma, Seattle, Houston, Michigan, Washington, Washington, Georgia. Yeah, I don't want to go any there, any of those places. See, it's a problem. <laughs> I need her to come a little bit closer to like the Midwest. Well, Oklahoma was close. She went to Montana. That's a long drive to Montana, though. I'm going to go to Montana. Oh, Dragon Con could have been so much fun. I know. Some year. Some year we will go. I know. So I ended up giving this book five stars. I did love it overall, but I feel like it's a transitional book. So the plot itself has less weight in general to the rest of the series than most of the other books previously. Mm -hmm. Because like that whole plot with the harvester, I mean, nothing's going to really come back from that. So I feel like it was just like a lot of Mm -hmm. transition is what this book was. Because you needed to find out about Sherwood. You apparently needed to find out about Wolf. Um, You needed set up for Bon Bon. And yeah. I I really hope we go on a vampire hunting adventure in the next book or two. I would love that. You know what I mean? Kill them all. Not all of them. Just most of them. Yes. I gave this a solid 4.5 only because um, obviously I couldn't give it the full five stars because I kept waiting for my plot to show up, which is fine. It was a very, like you said, transitional book. I kind of felt like the last book was transitional too, but I know there's some big plot buildup like Smoke Bitten. I felt like wasn't really a, well, Smoke Bitten. I don't know. There's something going on with the witches, but I mean, we focus a lot on the witches in the last, but there's just so much. I just probably need to reread the whole series again, honestly. Yeah. I feel like a lot of things are being set up for future books, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they're happening on a much larger scale. So they can't just be all contained in one book anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. All I know is I want more Sherwood. (laughs) (laughs) What do we want? Sherwood. When do we want it? No. Um, soon. <laughs> soon. We can wait for it to be written. Yes. But soon. We but... can wait. We want Sherwood soon, though. Yes. Oh, yes, please. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much once again for joining us. Hopefully no one had the book ruined. But if you did, well, you, we warned you. So, yeah, your fault for listening. <laughs> but you guys have a great and wonderful whatever time of day it is for you. And we will see you next week, next time, next eventually. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, guys. Bye. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or a review on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B E N 
B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.